Welcome to the Blau Journal podcast. This is Anthony Baer, your host uh, of the podcast. I'm also the publisher of Blau Journal. Today, my guest is Edward Sendervich. He is the co-founder and chairman of Notel, a flexible office real estate service based in New York City. Edward is also the founder of Kite Ventures, a venture investment company behind Darberry, Fiber, Delivery Hero, and Plated. Ed, welcome to our podcast. Thank you very much. So uh, thanks for taking the time to uh, chat with me today. Um, just wanted to get to know a little bit more about uh, yourself, uh, your role as co-founder and chairman of Notel. If you could tell us a little bit about how you kind of got to creating Notel. Absolutely. I've been, I've been a tech entrepreneur most of my life and uh, spent um, a few years in Silicon Valley, uh, worked for Silicon Valley Bank, uh, founded a few software companies, sold them, and uh, at some point ended up in Russia um, being one of the co-founders of what became one of the largest uh, online media companies there. Uh, and then uh, left and um, started investing. I founded Kite Ventures in uh, early 2009, and um, uh, it took me around the world. We invested in a number of different businesses, deployed a total of... Uh, like 450 million, uh, which was uh, more than I expected uh, I would get in the six years that I was actively investing. And um, out of that, uh, we grew several um, amazing companies. Delivery Hero, of course, one of the leading uh, online food services businesses. Uh, we were uh, one of the founding investors of the company. And uh, I remember uh, the business being just a PowerPoint. So we, we were with the team from the PowerPoint to the IPO. Uh, in a similar situation with Plated uh, up to the sale to Albertsons. And um, you know, I have been a partner for many companies and many entrepreneurs. And when I um, came to New York in um, uh, in 2012, I uh, uh, I met this um, New York entrepreneur, Amol Sarva. And it was around the time he was uh, selling his company, Peak, to, um, um, to like an affiliate of SoftBank. And uh, we decided that we would work together on something. And that something uh, first was a software company. Uh, we and, uh, created a company which uh, is now really the collaborative brain of, uh, um, of Notel. And then in um, uh, 2015, we, uh, we, we spun out Notel out of that uh, software company. And uh, software continues to, to operate. We operate the business on it. But um, Notel turned out to be uh, a much faster growing um, business with a lot of demand in the market. Right. So that, that's always an interesting entrepreneur story. Uh, two, two guys collectively coming together and realizing that there is something there to work together. And, and maybe they didn't have the product or idea yet, but you, you figured you would, it would come to you. You would find something that would work. And as you just said, that product ultimately spun out and 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 created what you have today as Notel. Yeah, we uh, we actually we didn't know um, that Notel would get this large this quickly. But um, in uh, 2012 or early 2013, when when we actually started working together, uh, we rented an office which was uh, larger than. Um, what we needed about 5,000 square feet for two people. And, uh, we very quickly filled it up with friends. These friendly companies started growing 
uh, one of those companies uh, said that they need a full floor. And uh, luckily, that full floor appeared in the same building. The owner, who had a relationship with Amol, said, why don't you take this floor instead of me doing a direct deal with them? It seems like um, you have more startups around you, and uh, I like you guys. So we took that floor. And then uh, six months or maybe 12 months later, we looked at the numbers and thought, hmm, this is interesting. This uh, strange real estate thing that we sort of, sort of stumbled into is uh, feeding our software business. Maybe we should take it seriously. And we procrastinated for another six months or a year. WeWork was growing at the time, and we thought, hmm, you know, it's interesting. WeWork is, uh, um, is growing with their co-working offering, but we're not doing co-working. We're, uh, we're positioning ourselves or thinking about ourselves more as an enterprise play where companies take full floors and have privacy and they can build their own culture. And we thought, well, why don't we just productize that and uh, have a compelling offering for the market? And that's how Notel started. Yeah, that it was uh, almost accidental. <laughs> that's amazing. That's how a lot of great companies start. Um, so, if, for people who maybe aren't familiar with with Notel, they might confuse it with a WeWork. Uh, the differences between your model and traditional office space, you tend to focus on working with large companies. You're not a co-working, but as you said, you're kind of an enterprise uh, office solution um, for bigger companies. Where we work, uh, I heard your co-founder uh, talk about it in a podcast, tend to, um, when they started, work primarily with smaller groups of companies, three to five, ten individuals. Uh, you're, you're kind of going after the larger co- corporations for your model. Well, I think you just need to look at the averages. Uh, I think we work, uh, we work's average is like five, eight person per team that, that we work. And uh, uh, Natel's teams are close to 100 people. Uh, these 100 people uh, don't really want to be in a shared space. They need to have their own environment, build their own culture. And um, fundamentally, uh, we're not competing with WeWork, and we're not competing with uh, co-working players. We're competing with the lease. That's a really entrenched way of um, building office. Uh, and um, the, the market is uh, shifting. Uh, getting a lease uh, through a brokerage was uh, really the only way a company would get office. And when they were thinking about office, they were mainly thinking about space to house their employees. And uh, I think the perception of what a workspace is, what a modern workspace is, is shifting and uh, really flipping from this idea of uh, office being a place to house employees, sort of like barracks for housing troops, to being a tool that uh, brings productivity and efficiency to teamwork. So if you, if you think about workspace from that perspective, uh, we are bringing flexibility and new features uh, to uh, what used to be called an office. Um, and um, I think we're, we're leading in this space and it's a vast market. Companies have never taken space uh, this seriously. They um, they didn't see office like large large enterprises didn't see office as a strategic priority. They did not see it as a competitive advantage. Right. Management in these companies doesn't sit around the table and says and that doesn't say that uh, uh, they need to be number one in office. And if you don't want to be number one or number two in something, you tend to outsource and focus on what is core. So. We have focused on uh, what is core to us and uh, what can be a great service uh, to these companies. 
So let me ask you, your kind of end user are the companies, but are you then working directly with the landlords or developers to come in and kind of apply your model uh, to maybe new developments and then, I guess, existing spaces? Uh, Are you negotiating, working with the landlord to provide that product for the ultimate customer, or are you just going directly to the the customer, the companies that have space already? So at this point, uh, we look a lot like the market. And uh, we we work with uh, owners on one side and uh, with companies on the other side. Real estate is uh, a part of what the company needs to have a modern, efficient uh, fitted out and functioning in a very specific way. Right. And every, yeah, and every company and every company has their own uh, workplace strategy. Uh, every company communicates in uh, in their own specific ways. So, in short, a company. Um, has its business processes which change over time and it needs its workplace to adjust to those changes. So it needs that workplace, workspace to be process driven as well. So this, and this is what we deliver. So we work with owners and we take leases, we do management agreements with them. Uh, we're working with uh, developers and new development. And at the same time, we, we work directly with large companies with, and with uh, and with large brokerages that uh, that are advising these companies on uh, how to best structure their flexible space and what that flexible space means to them um, in the future. Right. So your first locations are in New York City. Um, talk to me a little bit about how many square feet would you say you have under management now and currently how many locations, uh, how many hotels are there? So we, uh, we have more than 116 hotels. And uh, more than um, 3.3 million square feet, maybe three and a half million by 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 now, and um, uh, we'll continue growing. This is we'll, we've been doubling every six months for the last few six month periods, and uh, I think we'll continue on the same track uh, for a while. Yeah, I was reading about some of your growth rates are pretty pretty outstanding. Um, at least, as you said in New York, uh, uh, you're currently uh, out on the West Coast yet. Uh, are you in Los Angeles? We are in Los Angeles and San Francisco. Okay, uh, we have uh, um, we have close to forty locations in San Francisco, and um, uh, San Francisco has been an amazing market for us. Um, even in the market which is famous for shorter term leases. And um, owners working directly with startups, so where um, the issue of credit doesn't really come up, we have been very successful with our product. Because these companies realize that they don't need just office; they need workspace, and they need uh, flexibility in that workspace. Right. So basically, your model—I guess you can, I don't know if they call it—but you could call it a OAS, right? Office as a service, like software as a service, basically, right? Yeah, or or workspace as a service. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a very interesting space. What do you see in your space right now? What, what are some of the trends that you see moving forward? This is obviously a very exciting space um, with everything that's going on, but what would you see are some of the up and coming trends um, with your model? Because the large global brokerage firm, she does a lot of research in the market and they, um, they obviously see a lot of trends Uh, project that's flexible so non-leased space by end users, by companies, will be about 30% of the total office market uh, within the next 10 years. So by 2030, uh, we should see 30% of 
whole office become flexible. It's a huge shift in the market, in a very large market. Right. Uh, it's uh, the, the total market, the total spend on office globally is about $5 trillion a year. And uh, uh, 30% of that market is a trillion and a half. That's more than economies of many countries, of most countries, actually. Right. And uh, um, that shift is, uh, uh, is being driven by corporations changing, by companies wanting to have flexibility in the way they work. Right. What I think is interesting with that, being a broker myself, is it's normally been a landlord-driven market, which is looking for solid returns, uh, long-term leases. But that conflicts with where the industry and where the market is these days with things changing so quick, with technology changing so quick, with product cycles so short, with iterating uh, companies iterating so quickly, uh, incubating ideas. Uh, th- those two things go against each other. It's very hard for a smaller startup or even a big company, I think, that wants to be creative to sit here and lock into 10, 20-year leases on certain things. So I think that plays to the point of flexibility in not just the way that they work, uh, with with creative open you know kind of environments, but also with their terms that allows them to kind of scale up or scale down pretty easily as the market corrects. And I think that's where you guys fit and have obviously a wonderful uh, solution to companies. Yeah, that's exactly what companies need. Uh, they uh, need flexibility across multiple vectors. There's flexibility in uh, related to term, as you said. So companies need to flex up and down, not just related to market trends, but maybe uh, maybe they have a business line that uh, uh, that they want to expand or shut down, right. or um, any M and A situation. Uh, when you're talking about when there are companies that buy and sell businesses all the time, so uh, if you're buying someone, you you look at different synergies in in the company, and real estate certainly comes up as one. And you may end up in a situation where you all of a sudden need to put 100 people somewhere or 300 or five. Uh, as, as we're getting larger and larger and uh, you know, more experienced in the, in the space, uh, we can both de- do deals faster. And speed is a very important component. Right. Um, companies try to optimize for time. So um, we uh, one hour deal. A company signed at 8 in the morning and moved in at 9 in the morning into a space which ultimately is a custom space for them. Uh, our launch team uh, changed a few things and the uh, codes went out to uh, to the employees of that company and they just came to work in a new office. That's amazing. And, uh, and uh, also, um, we're, uh, we're starting to do thousand-person deals, thousand-person hotel from a single company. So their company is uh, moving larger portions of their uh, of their employees into flex yeah i think that's i think that's uh it's a great model it's very it's a very uh, very interesting part of the market where uh are you looking where's some exciting markets that you're looking to enter in the future are you going to start getting i think you you are in europe if i believe correct in london but are you going to look to get further locations in europe and maybe asia yeah so we actually have uh, close to 45 locations in europe already okay um, they um, they are um, in mainly in London and Paris, where we acquired a company called Deskio. And uh, Paris will be an amazing market. Uh, it's uh, at this point much less developed than London or New York. At the same time, uh, the demand has been incredible. 
And um, we launched three locations already in Berlin, and we'll, we'll expand in Germany overall. And then uh, we're looking at cities like Dublin and Amsterdam in Europe, uh, and at the same time looking at uh, Asia, which is uh, another <laughs> large part of the market. Right, right, very large. Well, Edward, that's uh, it was great kind of sitting here and having a little talk to get to know a little bit more about Notel. Uh, can you tell people where they can find you online, uh, where they can learn more about your service offering if they're a company looking to to hire you to help them with their office needs? Where where would they go? What is, what is your website address? Absolutely. It's uh, notel.com, K-N-O-T-E-L. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for your time, Anthony. Yeah. So, Edward, thanks so much for sitting down to chat a little bit today. I uh, definitely look forward to following this company, uh, what you guys have done. I think is there's very much a need in the marketplace. And uh, thanks for taking time out of your busy day today to sit down and, and chat with us for our podcast. Thanks a lot.